it, it can be very real. And, and you're a perfect example. Most people don't realize how close they are to home ownership. It's ridiculous. And when I start, you know, and, and this is a part of, you know, the coaching program and, and the onboarding call is to identify these goals, dreams, and desires, and, and then pinpoint, okay, oh, you, the house is on the list. Okay, let's start asking some questions. Let's start getting you financially prepared to buy. But if people have all of the thing, all the check boxes checked, you can buy a house. So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. This Eva Palacios. Are you in the house? Yes. What's up? What's up, Eva? Hey. You how good? are you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the day after Thanksgiving. That's when we're recording this right now. I know. Yeah. So how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. It was on the calm side. It was calm. I was host. Actually, I'm hosting like this whole weekend. And oh. yeah. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound appealing. Yeah. Well, because to me, that's like, oh my God, Work. I can't imagine. Work. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I have to say this 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 week, the days leading up to Thanksgiving has been tough. Mm. Um, so I need to surround myself amongst people. Yeah. My high eye. My yes. high eye right now is feeling a little low mm. and that's not good. Yeah. So, you recharge. <laughs> I, I need to you. recharge. I need my people. Yes. So, um, yeah. So on Thanksgiving, it was my side of the family, which is very just close knit. Mm-hmm. Um, today will be Will's side of the family, which is mm. going to be a packed house to be a lot of great energy. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then we're going to be hosting Friendsgiving on Sunday, which I'm really excited about that because all of the lions are invited. That's right. We'll be there. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. We'll be there. Yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. Um, ours was pretty low key as well. We just kept it just in the family. Um, it was it was funny because my son experienced the uh, Thanksgiving tradition of um, when is the food going to be ready? Like that. <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> Man. So like at five years old, he, you know, he, 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 he had been seeing so much on TV. He'd been heard about it. And he realized that, you know, he's not really not, we never said like, don't eat. I don't think I said, I never said it, but my wife said it, but, but basically <laughs> like, you know, you kind of wait for this, this feast. Right. And so yeah. he kind of already had it in his mind. He's like, I'm not going to eat, you know, I'm not going to eat a little bit. I'm have a snack, you know, but I'm really looking forward to dinner. And, you know, it was coming around. It was, you know, around that time, dinnerish time. And he's like, um, <laughs> coming well, to me. What, what time is dinner? Because yeah, you know, I don't even want to, you know what? No, because my wife sometimes listens to this. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the details. I'll just say that, you know, it was around dinner time. He kept coming to me asking me, um, you know, dad, uh, when are we going to start dinner? Like, when, when are we going to have? I was like, don't, don't ask me, man. Like, don't ask Not me. Just, just come sit there and watch football with me if you want. 
So anyway, long story short, it finally got done. Uh, shout out to my wife who uh, braved through, um, you know, whatever was happening to get it done. Uh, she knocked it out like she always does. So um, nice. all all's well that ends well. Um, but he had to uh, <laughs> he had to experience it. I was just laughing on the inside because I was like, if you only knew this is this is now going to be your life, though, for the next <laughs> <laughs> Until you learn how to cook yourself, man. Shoot, because I've been experienced. I, I don't even ask. I don't even, you know, that's not even. Important. Why ask that question? You already you better know. not because you ain't gonna eat like, <laughs> <Exactly>. forever. <laughs> like it may happen tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. It was, it was, it was all good. So yeah, yeah. Um, pretty sure you know. Then I, we're gonna do family stuff like today. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We got a lot of food too. We got a lot of food. I cooked a lot of food. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I um uh, I didn't I didn't cook. My, my my wife wanted me to though. Like well, she said next year that I should cook. Your uh, turn. <laughs> I don't mind. Shoot. You know, but see, here's the thing about me. Let's see what time dinner gets done. I'm gonna go, no, no, I'm gonna be like, okay, look at the time. Okay, am I gonna be execute this by three, four, whatever my goal time is? If I'm not, I'm buying something. I don't care. I don't care. I'll buy a hey. <laughs> Oh, you I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure it out. Oh my gosh, you're funny. <laughs> That's yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, speaking of holiday season, um, Johnson and I have actually been um, looking into uh, purchasing our our first home. I know. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, yes, we have a conversation. We are. I'm gonna be honest. This is so weird. It's so weird because you know, being a part of not the Lions Club, obviously, but also mm-hmm. being like, not just being a part of, but empower you and being like, you know, core to the company, all that stuff. I'm surrounded, obviously, by all this financial information. I know. And I don't even know why. This, this is how deep-rooted <laughs> some of the issues that we have when we grow up are. Yep. Everybody's buying houses and everyone's doing stuff. And I ain't even thinking about it for me. Like, I, it's not even something I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know why. I was and like, why? Why am I not even considering this? I right know. <laughs> My wife wasn't either. We both weren't. It wasn't. I don't even know what I think. I don't know what happened recently. I, I think it was the episode. Rent. Well, no, that happens all the time. I've been paying rent since I was eight, 17 years old. It, whatever. So anyway, um, no, my um, it was the episode that you recently we recently did. I think I asked you what was the minimum you need to buy a house. And you said you can get a house with a 580. I said, oh, what? oh, yeah, the 580 credit score. Yeah, I was like, we don't what? want that. No, I didn't say we wanted that. I said, what can we do to get into the house? Right? <laughs> yes. I didn't know that. I was like, I didn't know. I and so I, we definitely have well above a 580. So yeah. I'm like, what are we doing right now? And then I started thinking about the housing market. You know how it's not a great time to buy. This is what people are saying, right? Mm-mm. But then, yeah, then you know, talking to you like, man, no. And so, <laughs> anyway, long story short, a couple things happened, and me and my wife looked at it. We're like, why do we not have a house right now? What are we doing? So anyway, yeah. we're starting the process. I don't know how near or far we are, but I know we just had to start the process. Yes, and so um, we are starting the process. I'll say a little bit more because we have a special guest that's helping us with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyways, but speaking of, so, you know, it's the energy is around, um, you know, in terms of uh, buying homes, you've helped several lions buy homes. I know you have yes. a goal uh, to, what, what's the goal again? Can you mind folks? 25, 25, 25, 25 homes this year. Okay, cool. 
And where are we at with that? Do you know? Today, we just got <laughs> number 17. Ooh, very. Oh, very nice. I love it. Okay. Yay. All right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that, right? Later on. Okay. All right. So, but let's, 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 let's backtrack. Um, let's remind the folks of why it's so important to talk to those people who are like me, who might've heard the episode, but didn't hear it, obviously. <laughs> or it might be in the club and it's <laughs> sleeping. It's sleeping on the fact that they could buy a house. So can you remind folks once again, let's just start from the beginning. Why is it important to own your own home? Oh my gosh. So that you're not paying somebody else's mortgage. Like flat out, like they making money off of you. Why can't you make money off of your own self? And what I mean by that, as a homeowner, the tax breaks you're going to get, the equity you're going to build, that equity you build, you can cash out by another property. Now you got more income coming into your household because now you got an investment property. Okay, like hold on, hold on. So hold many on. wins. Hold on, let's. Okay, let me let me break this down because I, oh, I want us to I want us to not use. <laughs> Let's try to not use terminology that people who already have homes know. Okay. I'm talking about somebody who grew up, you know, did, and do, don't really know that many homeowners. They're renting. Yeah. Everyone they know is renting. Yeah. So when you say don't want to pay somebody else's mortgage, yeah, break that down a little bit more if you can. And then also when you say equity, like what do you mean in terms of application? Like what does that mean for me? How can I leverage equity? Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's let's, let's really paint a picture for him. Absolutely. Well, so let's you, you, use you as an example, Charles. Oh, man. Okay. The, pla- <laughs> the place that you live in, you're paying rent. Somebody owns that property. Somebody holds title. Somebody is taking your money and putting that money towards the loan to pay off that property. The Mm. question is, is how much are you paying in rent and how much is their loan payment? And chances are they're making more money off of you because their loan payment is less. Mm. And that's profit in their pocketbook every single month. So somebody is taking my rent money, paying the bank, for the house that I live in. Yep. And pocketing the difference. Yep. So potentially it could be paying some bills with my, with not, not just the bill, the house. You might be paying their Mercedes I might be, payment. I might be paying their bills <laughs> payment too. You might be oh, funding their Benz. vacation. Can it be a Toyota? Can it be a Toyota? It could be a Toyota. It can be whatever okay. their little the Benz, that just That's just a little salt in the wound. Like. <laughs> it might. <laughs> they, they could be using that money to, to fund their child's education. To pay for their next vacation to Bora Bora, Tahiti. Oh, come on now. I'm just saying, right? How, you don't how about, know. How about I'm knocking out a few McDonald's meals and a couple of uh, in You could do that too, but I'm sure it's a whole lot more. <laughs> You're talking about like Morton Steakhouse type. Oh, <laughs> they going to Ruth Chris? On, with my money. <laughs> they might be. They might have a 12 course meal at California's. Oh, I don't know. But- Every month. The point is, <laughs> if someone is making money, mm-hmm. the question is, is who and how much? Yes. And as long as you're a renter, you are not the one making the money. Mm. Okay. So that's that to me, that right there, that that makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. So then you say equity. Okay. Yes. So what does that mean? Because you mentioned, you said that, you know, I buy a house and I'd have equity. What is equity and why does that matter? 
Absolutely. So let's 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 say I bought a house and I bought the house at three hundred thousand. And I don't know, depending on the market, depending upon what's happening in the world, that home, because real estate in general speaking terms, real estate increases in value as time goes by. In California, values have increased what, like so many percentages in the last year. So let's just pretend I bought a house a year ago at 300,000. Today, what if it's worth 400,000? That's $100,000 in equity. The difference between what you owe and what the property is worth. That is equity. That money, in essence, think of it as money in the bank. But in this case, it's money in your house. You can go to a financial institution and borrow money. You can borrow from that one, from that 100,000 and take that and do something good with it. My personal opinion, invest it in more real estate so you can make more money. So instead of you having to work really 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 hard at your job, at your business or whatever, you can pull money out of your own property and use that as a down payment to fund the next property and you do it over and over and over again. Mm. Yeah. So I've, I've heard folks utilize equity in, in really like kind of crazy ways. I remember when I was working for, was I working for the state? I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I was working with some, some, some company. Anyway, I remember this gentleman told the story about um, how he funded his uh, children's education. He said he had three kids. He put them all through college. Yep. And I said, man, working here? I was like, that's a lot of money. That's crazy. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> he said, no, no, I don't use my money here. He's like, I, you know, my, I just use my house. I said, what you mean you use your house? He was like, mm-hmm. I use the equity of my house, you know, to, you know, pay for my kids' education. Yep. I was like, bro, what do you, I, at the time, I still didn't know what he meant by that, right? He said, okay, listen, what I do is he was like, I will, um, you know, when, cause I guess they were like maybe three or four years apart, each kid, mm-hmm. he would take out, uh, equity or refi or whatever and pay that <laughs> the college off yeah. with his house. His house would continue to rise in value. He, the, he had a house in like the kind of Bayish area, you know, not, mm-hmm. and so the housing, it's kept going up. So he just kept pulling out you know, equity, um, yep. to pay for that. And I just like, man, that's crazy. So I said, so you could just continue to use it. He said, yeah, that's kind of like a bank. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I just, you know, Real whenever estates I need to or do piggy stuff. Banks. Yeah. So yep. he also said he started a business with it for his wife. Mm. I was like, all from the house. So this is what you're talking about. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. So, so people, I wanted to make that practical for you. So you would understand like, so people are leveraging that to, you know, not only start a business, pay for their kids college, but yep. I mean, maybe what buy their, you know, maybe buy their, their dream car or buy a car. Or, I mean, I mean, that's it. I'm not saying these are smart. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying these you are good ideas. You can do whatever your heart desires, but in my professional opinion, we want to take that money and make more money. Yeah. Cause my, not uh, take the last, money and lose the money. One last appreciating things. My, uh, cause my parents, they, well, see, they didn't, they didn't, um, they didn't refi. They sold their house. 
And they, um, I remember this is back in, when was it? Was it the housing crisis? I think it was 2008, 2007, yeah. around there. Um, they had sold their house. They had got like 200000 in in equity, right? And it was like, oh man, if we sell this house, we're about to get a $200,000 check. What? That's hood rich, right? That's that's like where I'm from. Shoot, we a turn up like we done made it, right? Are you kidding me? Two hundred thousand dollars, right? So my parents end up. I remember at the time too, even though I didn't know a lot, I was like, listen, my based on what I can see, that doesn't look like a good move because number one, if you sell right now, what's the next house you're going to get? Because they all crazy expensive. You could afford the house where it was two hundred thousand ago, but not the new pricing. Like you, you can't afford a house like that. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. I was like, what you going to do, rent? they like, yeah, we'll rent. I said, ah, the rent's going to be high, though, right? Because everyone's trying to cover, you know. So anyway, I told them it wasn't a good move. They were like, nah, 200000 They could not get that out of their head. Like, I'm about to have $200,000 in my hands. Yeah. Long story short, they sold. They got $200,000. My dad came with a stack of, you know, money, you know, did the, you know, say just to, just to kind of play around. <laughs> made it rain. <laughs> made it rain. I mean, we had fun with it, right? It was, you know, like yeah. I said, hood rich, right? And then. Yeah. They bought some stuff. And then um, I remember one of the fastest ways to blow your money, uh, for those who, who want to know, uh, start a record company. That's one of the <laughs> fastest ways to do it. My, my, my parents did that. Start a record company because we have a musical background. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, money gone. Like, <laughs> like within a year yeah. or so, it was all gone. That's what I'm saying. You got to use oh. it to make more money. Otherwise, you're going to run out. <laughs> okay, like, you're going right. to run out. Okay. So, but equity in its, of itself is a good yeah. thing. Because yes. it allows you to leverage all this different stuff. Absolutely. And you're saying the only way to get there, obviously, is to be a homeowner. Yeah. Or to own real estate. Or real estate. But yeah, okay. absolutely. And here's another example. You know, we bought the house that we currently live in three years ago. And when we bought it, we bought it. I mean, it's new construction. So disclosure, new construction. We upgraded all kinds of stuff. So went super duper fancy. Um, and we paid like 520000 for it. And, you know, but then we, 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 came, I, I, I came in with 20% down, avoid PMI, all of that stuff. So technically right now we owe about 432,000 today, three years ago, we bought this today. Our house is worth 750,000, 750,000. So in Ooh. essence, we could cash out Ooh. and pull out that money. My word. That's 300. 300- you know Eva, what I'm saying? Eva, you I think you're a millionaire. <laughs> we haven't we haven't said it yet. I think you are low key. <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there. No, no. <laughs> but no, but, but three, that's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like I could literally pull all that money out. I don't know, go to so the hold- Midwest, drop 100 k on three properties, oh. or go even farther out and buy properties for like 20k a piece. You know what I'm saying? Like so hold on. Okay. So let me, and let me just kind of bring this back. So y'all, this is, this is why we listen to Eva. This is why we follow Eva. Eva got that. That's one thing that Eva got, but then she got all the available credit to 200,000. If I didn't personal, have the house, then I would liquidate a couple hundred thousand. In, oh my God. Okay. Anyway. All right. That, yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, the house is a major play for yeah. all these reasons. Yep. So, okay. So, but you know, can regular folks get it? Because it seems like, once again, if you look at just the data, Charles, we getting you a house. No, I'm just saying, let's let's like, be real. But for let, real. Let's, but like, listen, the data shows that homeownership 
for a lot of people, a lot of your listeners, yeah. um, is not exactly like, yeah. so let's be, let's talk to them. Like, yeah. how real is it? it? It can be very real. And, and you're a perfect example. Most people don't realize how close they are to home ownership. It's ridiculous. And when I start, you know, and, and this is a part of, you know, the coaching program and, and the onboarding call is to identify these goals, dreams and desires and, and then pinpoint, OK, oh, you the house is on the list. OK, let's start asking some questions. Let's start getting you financially prepared to buy. But if people have all of the thing, all the check boxes checked. You can buy a house. So you, you're saying that you help them game plan that, too? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. That's right. You got 17 already. Hello. Yes. Okay. And we can have 18 soon too. So keep an eye out. Okay. Well, (laughs) yes. And most people don't know how to move. Well, and like, let's be real. If your parents rented, chances are you're going to rent because that's all you know. Right. So it depends on what your environment is, depends on who you're exposing yourself with, depends on who you're hanging with. And not to mention the world and the market and the economy is constantly shifting to where there's programs, new level ways of thinking, loans, changing what the normal used to be. Is it normal anymore? So a lot of people don't realize that as the economy changes, new ways of lending starts to get created, giving the person who never thought they can own property the ability to own. You know what this reminds me of? Um, And this is like part of, you know, the thinking um, sometimes when, you know, you're not exposed to certain things. But I I remember like homeownership and, you know, because every time you, you talk about it, it seems like to certain people, family members, this is not shade. This is just being real. People will immediately say the housing market. Well, you know, what's up and down. It may not be a good time to buy. You know, that fear comes in. Or when you may mention stocks, they'd be like, I don't know. That's like gambling, this and that. I'm going to tell you one thing and then we're going to move on. But um, (laughs) I remember when I was curious about stocks, Mm -hmm. just kind of curious, didn't want to, you know, there was some like, hey, I don't know, a lot of that gambling, this and that. I was like, man, but it seemed like so many people winning in this. Mm-hmm. How is it that so many people? And then I was, yeah. I saw some report that said like the wealthy, that's a lot of like a lot of their assets are in stocks. And things. I'm like, so if they're doing, I don't understand. Like, is it really hard? Is it, is it difficult to figure out all that? Anyway, long story short, um, I, I got some information, took a course, um, just got a little bit of information, invested. Um and I would say that, you know, I invested like, um, you know, a certain amount. <clears throat> I four times, four X that amount that I invested yeah. in the last year. Right. Yeah. Which doesn't seem like, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty, it's great because, you know, I, I put a decent amount in. So four times what I had is really cool. And it makes me feel a lot more like comfortable about it. And people have asked me like, you know, my family, like, how'd you do it? And you want to give us tips? And I was like, tips? No, nah, I ain't no expert. I just, I just follow this little <laughs> advice and I yeah. believe it. That's all. I just did it. Right. Yeah. So I think housing is the same way. You just got to get in there. Everything about is all the same way. Stuff. Like if you really think about it, everything is the same way. You can't talk about home ownership unless you're with people who own properties. You shouldn't be talking to people about stocks unless they're investing in the stocks. You shouldn't be talking to non-business owners if you're trying to be be building a business. Like, it's with everything. 
So you got to surround yourself amongst the right people to get the right information and the right tools to help you get to that destination. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of, um, I think we got some people yes! on, uh, on, on, on the call or on the phone. I don't, I don't say uh, <laughs> on the podcast with us. <laughs> we got some special guests uh, that I'd love for you to introduce. Um, yes. These people have, um, you know, you know, well, one is a part of uh, an amazing team. It looks like you're a little like you're kind of building a little like a uh, team around home ownership that's yes. helping a lot of people, helping a lot of lions. power partner. That's right. Power partner. Prefer, there you go. Our preferred network. There you go. Hey, that's a part of the Lions Club. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, she's also a lion. Um, yeah. And uh, just amazing work when it comes to helping people get into homes. And then we have another lion um, who has an amazing story about getting a home. So uh, yes. if you could go ahead and introduce our two special guests for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, I am super excited about this episode because this is definitely going to be a first timer for this particular type category. Um, but as you all know, if you, especially if you follow me on social media, um, Alicia Amador, my, my lone girl, my, my, and y'all know, like I don't push things unless I am involved myself. So yes, we refied our mortgage this year went from like a 4.75 down to 2.75. You listen to that episode, but yes, I am super excited to announce we've got Alicia Amador on the call and, and we've got one of our mentees justice who today got the keys to not only his home, but a duplex. So we're going to talk about house hacking as a first time buyer. So let's walk into the call. What's up, Alicia? What's up, Justice? Hey, Eva. Hey, hey girls. Hey, Hi, hey, man. hey. So happy to have y'all here. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, I know that people are, you know, curious to hear more about you and your story. So if you don't mind, um, Alicia, if you don't mind, and you've been on the podcast before, right? Uh, yes. Back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't mind, kind of, you know, just... uh you know, telling people a little about your backstory, like who you are, what you do, because sometimes people say, you know, and I'm, I, I want to get this the term right. Is it mortgage lender? Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, I've heard that term and there's few, you know, like I said, we don't know, know what it means. There, there's heard it. terms for a mortgage okay. broker, loan officer. Okay. So break it down for us. <laughs> Tell us a little about you and, and what you do. All right. So, um, so, so I'm actually, so Alicia Amador with Central Valley Mortgage. Um, I definitely have been in the industry for about 15 years. Um, you know, I started out in the banking industry um, as a um, new account representative. So I was opening up new accounts, started learning a little bit about the mortgage side. Um, you know, my, my mom's an actual underwriter and has been for years. And so mm. I was like, huh, maybe I should learn a little bit about more about what she does. Um, and so I just really enjoyed, you know, working with people, talking with people. And so slowly I started learning more about the loans and the process of it and what comes with it and so forth. And slowly I eventually transitioned from a um, new account representative into what they called at that time a mortgage banker. And so I would cover, you know, pretty much a lot of the branches here locally in town. Um, and so I every day I had a different branch that I was at. Um, and so from that point, I ended, decided to kind of get my license after spending, you know, 13 years with uh, Chase Bank, um, you know, decided to get my license and kind of move out to the smaller retail shops. 
And so um, it's been over a year now that I'm actually with the mortgage broker. So it's definitely been a transition, but a good one. So, mm, okay. So a mortgage broker versus a mortgage lender, can you break that down the difference? Yeah. So basically a retail mortgage lender is, is someone who pretty much, they just have one bank that they work with, right? That's their bank. Okay. So there's no, they can broker out, but that's not what their specialty is. Their specialty is just within their bank. So whether it's, you know, a loan depot or, um, you know, a gym mortgage, they kind of just work with their lenders versus as a mortgage broker, um, we shop different lenders, right. To kind of find what's going to be the best product, who provides the best service, you Mm -hmm. know, best rates, the whole, the whole nine yards. So we have different lenders that we can work with, um, that we shop to kind of see what's going to be best for the client at the end of the day. Mm. Okay. I can see how that could be beneficial because I, you know, like, like, I know, like, you know, if I didn't know what I knew now and I wanted to buy a home, I'd probably just go to my bank and say, hey, can you help me? And it sounds like they would only yep. help me based on what they can do. They but you're saying Absolutely. with you, you have more options, more things, more. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So, um, so thank you for that. We're going to come back to you, uh, Justice, if you don't mind giving us a little background on yourself um, as well, uh, for those who don't know you and also like. Second part of your question is like, how'd you get hooked up with Eva and Alicia? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Uh, Great to be here. And uh, thank you for inviting me today. So uh, to answer your first question, um, could you say it again? I got hooked on the second one. Yeah, just your uh, your background, just who you are, just give people your backstory. Okay. Uh, So Justice Kimes here, um, just turned 23 uh, last month in uh, October 22nd. and I'm a robotics technician over at Tesla. I've been with them for about a year, pushing on two years, coming in January. Um, so that's that's basically my bread and butter right now. I just got into French bulldog breeding. Also, uh, Eva's been giving me some tips here and there about it. So um, uh, that's just a little bit about. I go to school too, full time college student. Um, now getting into the real estate investing, dabbled in stock trading for quite a while. I was trying to make that my bread and butter, but. Uh, you know, it's a emotional thing that you got to <laughs> learn to conquer. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. So dropped that, uh, just been focusing on work and, uh, really how to build, uh, side hustles and, uh, something that's really going to generate me income, um, in a way that's more passive. Um, so to get onto the second question, Ava, uh, I did a lot of, I used to be a musician when I was younger. So, um, I used to do a lot of social networking and, uh, as I started dabbling into the stock trading, uh, I remembered if I want to learn from, cause a lot of people in my life, they're, uh, they're not, uh, really savvy with money and, uh, kind of like, uh, Ava had said, you know, if, uh, if your parents are renting chances are you're going to rent, you know, I, uh, you know, you are the average of your five closest friends. So, um, that's something that's always stuck with me and the people I've been around haven't really, uh, been financially savvy. So as I started to learn about money more, uh, I started going on Facebook and Instagram. And like, what I would do is I would follow a business person and then I would go to their comments section and I would look at all the people commenting and I would start picking out all these different people. And uh, so I did that to somebody. I saw Ava commented and then I saw, and I saw her like headline talking about business owner and all this type of stuff. So I'm like, Ooh, okay. Uh, so in order for me to get more savvy on this stuff, I need to start looking at more business owners. I need to start, you know, letting my eyes and ears become more involved with uh, with business. That way on my feed, I'm not just seeing, 
you know, the typical Facebook stuff, politics, uh, bar fights and, you know, all the crazy <laughs> stuff that's on Facebook, you know what I mean? Um, so I connected with Ava that way. I think I had just watched from the sidelines for quite a while, um, while doing a bunch of other social networking, making a bunch of connections on Instagram and Facebook. And then eventually I just like either reached out or I commented or something, but, uh, somehow I think I seen she was doing credit coaching. Uh, when I reached out to her, I, I had already had like a 720 score or something. So I kind of reached out like, you know, I've never reached out to a credit coach. Let me reach out. Let me see. Uh, let me see what this can do for me. Um, and it was like a hundred bucks. And at first, you know, when you're getting into the, the business world and, you know, trying to uh, become more savvy with money, you think everything's scary. Oh no, a hundred bucks. Is this even going to be worth it? Is it valuable? You know, um, but it ended up being great. Uh, connecting with her has been truly a big blessing. It's helped me connect with a bunch of other people. And I remember we ran a credit coaching call and uh, my score was already pretty good. And then we kind of game planned and uh, it was kind of like a reassurance that I'm on the right route. And um, ever since then, uh, basically been in touch with her, you know, I would say kind of frequently, definitely always seeing what she's posting. Uh, she's a savage when it comes to, you know, posting and, <laughs> and uh, being on social media and uh, which is, which is great. You know, it's, it's great branding. It's uh, it's necessary now. So um, yeah, that was kind of how I met her um, probably through yeah social networking and stuff like that. been in touch. I just joined the lions club, like probably like two months ago, maybe about two months ago now. So uh, that's been great too. just seeing all the different people in the dis different stages of their life, people asking different questions, um, having the opportunity to now get more coaching. Um, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks, and somebody said the other day, they said uh, on the book, um, you know, we have coaches for basketball, we have coaches for, for, you know, everything in our lives, but why don't we have financial coaches, you know? And, uh, mind you, the statistics for people living to paycheck to paycheck, uh, Google will tell you it's like 54% or 56%. Um, but a lot of other people will say it's about 70%. Mm -hmm. And I just realized like, you know, this is a huge opportunity now to not only be coached and mentored in an area, especially business credit, you know, that I'm not familiar with, uh, what can I do to leverage this yeah. person's knowledge to, to get me to the next level? Um, and that's where they say, you know, network equals net worth. And it's definitely been a huge blessing. Uh, I would say, don't be scared to network, like learn to become extroverted. I've never really been fearful to like communicate with people. So that's helped me get connected with a lot of people. And uh, being in Ava's network has definitely been, a, it's been really cool. It's, it's different to be like really in a situation where I can get mentored and like everything related to business, really, um, from business to credit. I mean, she does the whole nine yards really, uh, w which is really cool. So mm. just well, some backstory on me and her. Yeah. Well, that's the podcast folks. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> no, Hey, just no, no, you, man, I don't know if you realize it, but you dropped so many nuggets, man. What you said, uh, there were like three moments. I got chills, man, because, you said so many powerful things and be the fact you're 23, um, which is crazy to me because I think about like our age gap and mind you, this is the one thing about being, I, I can say this because uh, Eva and Alicia, I think we're all the same around the same age. Um, I'm 41 <laughs> and I've, I, I don't, you know, me being 20 and then now it's kind of like all the same. Like, you know, I mean, I'm much more mature, but I don't really see myself as like being super old, but 
if I do the math, I'm a whole 18 years older than Justice, like a whole adult older than him, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, this is crazy. And, but to hear you say what you're saying, man, because I reflect back when I was 23, like, hey, no way I was on none of that, like in terms of thinking uh, through. I mean, I kind of I think there was a part of me that wanted more, but didn't really even know how to, you know, explore any of that. So that's just amazing. And I think that's really encouraging for a lot of people to hear your story and to hear you know, that you're thinking about those things and you're understanding all the different ways in which you can kind of leverage information to have a better life. That's so cool, man. And and the fact that you don't, you know, it's not based on your age, right? I think some folks feel like, you know, maybe they're too old or they're too young or they're too whatever. That don't matter. You know, you're, you're proving it that, hey, if you want it and you seek it, it's there for you. And that's, that's, that's incredible. Um, so man, so let's talk a little bit about why we're on the call today, because you made uh, some particular moves, uh, that Eva is calling house hacking. So Eva, can you introduce that term to our listeners? Like, what do you mean by house hacking? And then we're going to hear from Alicia and justice about how this came to be. Yes. Yes. So house hacking, which I don't know. I just assumed everybody like knows what that means, but apparently not. So house hacking is where you purchase real estate on purpose as a multi-unit. Whether it's a duplex, a tri, a four-unit, you're purchasing a multi-unit where you live in one and the other units now are going to either, one, pay your own mortgage, and, and depending upon location, may even have some profit, But most importantly, what people don't realize is you can do this on purpose to help you qualify for the loan in the first place. Mm. Yes. What do I mean by that? Okay. So most people are probably thinking, okay, wait a minute. Justice is 23. Okay. He's this, you know, guy working at Tesla. I know a lot of people working at Tesla right now. None of them homeowners. What in the world is going on? Like what's Justice do? Like how much money does he make at Tesla? I'm going to. They're going to share the story and the whole thing. But Mm -hmm. on purpose, he bought a duplex. When you can rent out that duplex for X amount of dollars, that monthly income can support the loan amount. So traditionally, if he was trying to go out and buy a single family home just for himself, he may not have qualified for the home that he wants because he doesn't make enough money. But because on purpose, he bought a duplex. Now that rent counts as income to help him qualify for the loan that now gives him a place to stay and make some money. Mm, That's house hacking, using the rents to support the loan so that you can become a homeowner. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. 
Okay, so we're going to break this down even more because um, I have a couple questions about that. Uh, but I'm going to go to you, Justice. Did you were you aware of this before you got into it? Like, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So as I said, I you know my job as an equipment technician, uh, I get a lot of free time. Uh, just some backstory: I met my current business partner at uh, Tesla, and uh, so with all this free time, you know, he really started pouring into me. You know, how to like level my finances up, like, but starting with your mind. Um, cause I was always like, man, dude, you don't even need this job. You know, you make a bunch of money. Like, why are you here? And, uh, he dropped a bunch of nuggets to me that were like, okay, so this is more than money. This is like, who am I becoming? Mm-hmm. So I started listening to pod, uh, not necessarily podcasts, but, uh, some podcasts, but, uh, a lot of audiobooks. you know, I read rich dad, poor dad. I, uh, uh, the whole cat, the cash flow quadrant mm-hmm. from Robert Kiyosaki is amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, do I want to be an employee? a business owner, self-employed or investor. And I'm like, I'm trying to get to the right side of the quadrant as soon as possible. Um, So honestly, just pouring into books and uh, I don't read a lot of physical books. I'm I'm trying to get more into it now, but um, I buy them so that I can get into them. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I just started really like reading a lot, watching YouTube a little bit, but audio books, rich dad, poor dad really, really changed my mindset. Uh, Assets pay for your liabilities um, and the cash flow quadrant. And, uh, from there it kind of like showed me, you know, okay, so how can I really do this? Then I started, you know, YouTube, I, I did see the house hacking was a thing. And, uh, then, yeah, so I kind of found it through YouTube, but mm-hmm. I've definitely learned a lot from the internet. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really utilize the people that I know, um, that much because I was just getting so much information from books and, and YouTube that I couldn't, I couldn't stop. You know, I, I just, I needed it. I knew that if I wanted an answer, I could go get it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I started like recently really branching out with all this information I have now going to people like Alicia, how could we make this happen? Mm-hmm. Talking to Ava. Oh, okay. Now, now, cause now that I'm good and I kind of got a good general idea of how to make this work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm talking to the people to get my, to get my answers justified and to got get it. them, uh, and, and to learn things that I didn't know before. Got it. Um, so, so you had the idea, you're like, all right, so this house hacking thing sounds like this legit. So I'm going to go to Eva and be like, Eva, what you think? Uh, is that how that happened? Uh, you know, I actually didn't really go to Ava uh, that much um, when it came to the actual like house hacking uh, uh, thing. I just knew that I could do it. Um, mm-hmm. I had, I had watched a lot of YouTube videos on uh you know, how to get into real estate. And, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I, I just kind of just went for it really, to be honest mm. with you, I wasn't even supposed to get started this soon, but, um, I have somebody that's backing me and, and, uh, pushing me to, to take leaps. And, mm. um, so I, I just went for it and, uh, going with Alicia though, that really helped me kind of understand the house hacking more from mm-hmm. a lending side of view. Cause you mm-hmm. can read about it. You can do all mm-hmm. that, but until you get started, like reading is only going to teach you so much. So once yeah. I got started with Alicia, then it kind of like really, you know, and then Ava got involved, you know, like, Oh, what's she's telling me number stuff. And uh, to be honest, I was like, I just got to get started. We can figure all that out <laughs> later. Cause, cause the, because the uh, the market, you know, everybody says it's going to crash. Why are you taking these risks? Why are yep. you doing this? And yep. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I am not trying to be mean, but like, 
I listen to everybody and I, and I respect people's opinions, but like, I'm trying to listen to people that are multimillionaires and millionaires and wealthy. I'm going to just hey, be real. Like hey. I got my radar on, I listen to everybody <laughs> and, and I respect you, but you know, how can I take advice from somebody who's broken? A lot of people, not, I'm not saying anybody here. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. Ava, none, none of that. I'm talking about people that were stopping me from even going forward. Mm-hmm. And it was like, then I go forward and I realize, okay, wow. You know, and, and I've known Ava's, you know, been doing the real estate investing. So I'm like, that was, oh, that was another thing. I seen she was doing it. And I'm like, dude, I got to get into real mm-hmm. estate investing. I forgot all about that. Uh, <laughs> she, she actually kind of sparked more of me needing to get into real estate investing. So I went off to the side, did a bunch of research because I felt like, oh, I can't do it. You know, she's got money and no, I'm not going to be able to do this. But then I realized, okay, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Which, which only makes sense, right? You, you know, I think it's Tony Robbins that says, you know, if you want to get anywhere, the fastest way to get there is to see who's already there and copy what they do. Right. So mm-hmm. if there's a million, is there millionaires out there and they buying houses and they're, they're doing whatever they're doing, just start doing what they're doing. Right. And that makes yeah. a lot of sense. So you said you got started. Did you, so you, you contacted Alicia to kind of get the process going in terms of like the, the, like, like the reality, right. You went from, from learning it to application. And that was yeah. like contacting Alicia and being like, okay, Let's get this process started. Yeah. So the YouTube videos that I'd watched, uh, one of them had said, you know, contact like a big banker, contact a local credit union, and then contact like a, a small, um, small local bank and stuff like that. So mind you, I wasn't focused on using the network that Ava has established. Um, and then as I went forward, I remembered, so I contact like Churchill Mortgage, Rocket Mortgage, because I was just like, okay, I've learned all this, but like, I don't even know what to do with it. Like, I just got to go forward and fall forward um, and uh, learn that way. So contacted Rocket Mortgage, a couple big lenders and stuff. And some of them were like, oh, you got to do this. You got to do that. And I'm like, nah, there's no way that, you know, their criteria is completely different. And then I reached out to Alicia. She gave me my numbers and told me, you know, I know it was kind of hard for Alicia because she's like, this kid, you know, he talks a lot. He's got so much going on. What the heck is he trying to do? You know, Um, because I was like, I got a business partner. You know, this is what we're trying to do. I'm just like spewing out all this information. You know what I'm saying? And she's like, you know, uh, which I can understand, you know. So um, I got with her back in July and uh, we got our numbers for what I was approved for. And I looked around and I'm like, wow, I can't even afford anything, you know. And so uh, we waited. And once we waited, I started learning more in the time between July and, you know, now, and I found a duplex and, uh, I had went with somebody else cause I forgot all about, you know, our network again. And then, um, I initially went back to Alicia and was like, yo, run me some numbers. This is the situation and she did like a phenomenal job on just like the other guy, as I, as I told her this morning, I was like, the other guy didn't even call me ever. He didn't even talk to me. He didn't even try wow. like really getting a deal worked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he, uh, yeah. And Alicia was constantly communicating with me, you know, here's your options. Like, here's how we're going to make you like make more money on paper. Here's what we can do. You know, don't take no vacation. Don't, mm. you know, for the next couple of weeks, this is what you got to do. And, uh, yep. I had already had a house like picked out sort of. And, um, Oh yeah, I had the house picked out and I'm like, look, this is the best deal I'm going to find right now. How can we make this happen? And, uh, we really scrambled, but it worked out, you know, it's, wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's a crazy kind of turn of events, how everything's happened. So it's amazing too. once again, um, the network, right. Cause you've been saying that and we, and, and, and 
Eva, you know, she says it all the time, right? Like all the time. Give it the right people, the right people. Well, you just basically made an example of, and I'm going to go to Alicia next, but an example of basically you were working with someone who basically wasn't giving you the time of day or didn't follow through, didn't do what they're supposed to do. But obviously there was a way. But this person was blocking it for whatever reason, right? Maybe they couldn't see it. Maybe, I don't, who knows? Who cares, right? But at the end of the day, if you would have stayed with that person or going, keep, you know, trying that, you would have not been where you are right now, right? But because of the network and because of the, 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 the people or the person that you, that you connected with, things were able to move forward. So Alicia, if you can, Take us through it. Like, so when Justice came to you with this, with this, uh, with these, <laughs> this idea, and he's just spewing <laughs> out all this stuff, how, how did you receive all this? <laughs> yeah. So when uh, Justice gave me a call, he was like, Hey, I need to uh, get approved for 375. I had this other lender that approved me for way less. And I was like, Really? And so, you know, obviously we looked at the numbers and everything. And I'm like, You can get approved for 375, no problem. Mm. You know, I said, We're going to use rents you know, from the duplex, because he already had an idea of what he wanted, right? He already had the goal set. And so, you know, once I hear that, like, you know, your goal is my goal, right? And so anything that I can do to help get you to that point, I'm going to do, you know? And so we looked at the numbers and I said, no, I said, we can make this work. I said, I can get you approved for 375. Um, We're going to use the rent from the other side, Right. And be able to help you. And that and given that other side was already rented out. So that really helped as well, Mm -hmm. Um, even though they're still going to do kind of like a rent analysis to kind of see. But, yeah, we were able to get them approved for the 375 um, that the other lender, unfortunately, was not able to get them approved for, Mm -hmm. um, at least in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, yeah. So we we ended up making it work. We got them the pre-approval letter and we sent that letter off and. um, that's when we got the good news. So, so, okay. So, so justice, you were able to pick out a duplex where the other side is already occupied. Mm-hmm. So yeah. rent's already coming in. So this, yeah. that that's already in place. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So tell, okay. So, <laughs> cause I can see it right now, but I want somebody else to express it. Eva, what's that mean? Cause that, that sounds like a play. <laughs> That means he's already making money. He hasn't even moved in yet. <laughs> what? That's right. Oh, right. Okay. Man. That's awesome. So, so is it okay? And, and you don't have to give us like the exact numbers, but so, just so people can understand, because I'm really trying to make this super simple for people, right? So, someone's already paying rent. So, mm-hmm. once the mortgage becomes yours, you're now responsible for this house, paying for this entire building, right? These these two houses attached to one another. Um, that's the duplex. And for those who are on the East coast, who don't know what a duplex is, that's what that is. Right. Am I saying that right? Basically it's two, what, three bedroom, two baths or something like that, or whatever it is, uh, with an adjoining wall. Is that, is that right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm just trying to paint the picture for folks. Right. And you guys are nodding, but I need you guys to actually say, so because people cannot <laughs> see, uh, you know, so if you want a better definition of, of a duplex, I just want them to understand what this is. Cause some people are used to words like two flats and, you know, all this other stuff on yeah. the East coast. So a du- a duplex and, or a two flat is basically one building with two units, two addresses, one mortgage payment. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So it's like a mini yeah. apartment, like a yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be okay. just okay. a wall. You know, every everyone's different. Like they could be actually like, whereas mine, there's a wall that 
separates the two units, or you could have actually two pieces of property that are separated on one lot. Um, mm. So yeah, it just depends. But on the East Coast, like in New York, when I was in New York, you could have like a brownstone that had like three or four levels and you could literally have, you know, each yeah. level be its own unit, if you will. Yeah. So there's different ways. Okay. So anyway, I just want to make sure people understand what, what we're talking about. So you got that. And so you have already the other side occupied and they're paying rent. Um, yeah. So they're under contract to pay rent. And so does, so what, what amount of that rent would cover the mortgage? Is it like a hundred percent? 75%, 50%, just to kind of give people an idea of, you know, when, when Eva says you're already making money, like, what does that really mean? So when Eva says that you're already making money, mind you, there's a lot of moving parts that come into this. It's not, you know, it is simple, the concept, but there's a lot that you got to understand when, when going into this. Um, it is fairly simple. It's not rocket science. If I could do it at 23 years old, anybody could do this. I mean, I'm no pro at all. I'm a newbie. And I'm sure this morning when Ava and Alicia were right there and I've talked to them, they're like, yeah, he's, uh, he's got a lot to go through right now. And I, I could feel it, but, um, <laughs> it, but it's good, you know? Um, so the, the, they're renting it out for a uh, thousand right now. Mind you, I would say that's a little bit below market rent. Um, market rent could be about maybe 1200, you know, okay. I would say 1300 is pushing it, but, uh, mm-hmm. 1200 is definitely doable. 1150, no problem. You know, 660 extra bucks. That's another, what, almost 600, 720 bucks a year or something mm-hmm. like that to mm-hmm. go, to go into the payment. So what I love about real estate is that not only, so he's paying half, he's paying half of my mortgage. So I'll okay. still have to pay the other, you know, thousand, thousand bucks about that. Um, but mind you, is that mortgage is getting paid down, equity is going to build, and hopefully, of course, the market continues to appreciate. Mm-hmm. So equity pay down, that's that's one thing. Uh, or I mean, um, mortgage pay down, that's that's one thing. Principal pay down, uh, which is going to build equity. It's like you're putting money into a bank account. Really, mm-hmm. if you look at it like that, you're going to want to mm-hmm. you're going to want to keep putting money into the <laughs> bank account. So um, so I have a thirty year uh, fixed fixed rate also. So that means that payment staying the same for the next 30 years. Now I'm no pro. So there's a lot of other technicals that I'll have to get with a CPA uh, or accountant to talk with so that I can really see how much I'm benefiting and stuff. But uh, the principal pay down, uh, hopefully market appreciation that mm-hmm. goes into, you know, how much you're going to get return on investment sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Uh, those, those are two big ones. Oh, tax advantages. Um, I know that I think you could write off your interest. I think that was uh, um, yep. mentioned. Um, yeah, I was going to say, if anybody could chime in too, because this is <laughs> this is uh, a little bit new. But um, so those are the three big things. Uh, I know you could write off like, or do the depreciation for the accountant. Uh, yeah. There's tons of write-offs when it comes to like repairs and, and all this type of stuff. There's just so much that is involved. It's not just like, oh, you're getting rent. And yeah. oh yeah, you're getting cash flow. It's like when you look at the statements at the end of the year, you'll see, okay, wow, I just wrote off, you know, five hundred or five thousand in interest. Okay, I saved five thousand, and and uh, there's a lot of moving parts I still gotta gotta learn more about. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll try. I'll try to put it into to the ways I understand what, what you're saying. So let's just say like we use uh, Eva's example, or this is an example of let's say you've you've had the house for um, a year right? Let's just, 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 just use round numbers and your 
Brandon, your payment is $2,000 a month mortgage, right? And so in that year, let's say your house um, appreciates uh, $50,000, right? So it, as it is, your house increases in value 50000 and you've been paying $2,000 a month, right? So the way people may see this, they'll say, okay, I've paid $24,000 over the course of a year to earn $50,000, right? But what you're doing because you're house hacking and someone's paying half of your mortgage, you're basically saying, I'm not paying $2,000 a month. I'm actually paying $1,000 a month. And so my $1,000, I'm paying that for a year. So that's $12,000 and I'm still getting the $50,000 equity. Yeah. Right. So as you said that really quick, Mm -hmm. uh, is that equity goes up that principle drops. Mm. So this gap right here of equity should continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless of course you're getting a house in a market that's not going to appreciate, but it's going to cash flow really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you can kind of have, from what I know, one or the other, it can be kind of hard to get. If you get both, uh, now that's a ripping deal. Um, <laughs> but it should be, yes. it should be, it should continue to grow that equity like that principal pay down. Um, mm. That, that, that that makes sense. Alicia, did I, did I say that right? Yeah. And, you know, what I was just going to say is that, you know, regardless of where the market goes, right, because we don't know, right, we don't know whether, you know, the we will start to see a shift, right? Doesn't mean it's going to crash or anything like that, but we will start to see, you know, things kind of settle out a little bit. But the biggest thing, though, and like I tell people, is the rents are not going anywhere. The rents are not going to go down. Even if the market was to take a crash, it does not mean the rents are going to change. Mm. The rents are going to continue to rise. And so when by justice getting into this duplex, let's say he does lose a little bit of value. That's okay. But he's still being able to gain that rent to Mm. be able to pick up half of his payment. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so even though his payment and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll say, I mean, his payment's 2,100 bucks, right? Mm the the um the tenants paying 1095 which leaves justice to the difference of that payment which is around $1000. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So where else are you going to find or something in your you know where you're going to be able to purchase something mm-hmm. where you're going to have a $1000 payment. That's yeah. what everybody wants. Everybody wants the $1000 yeah. payment. But where are you going to get that from? Multi-units is the way to go, especially right now in this market. Because if you go and you buy a single family residence and you're looking at a payment at $3,000 a month, you're responsible for that full payment. Let's focus on move, shifting the mindset and let's get into a multi-unit, whether that's a two unit, a three unit or a four unit mm. and have those units be able to make your mortgage payment for you. Mm. So let's gain those doors, right? So you can purchase that six hundred seven hundred thousand dollar home and all of these units are going to make that mortgage payment for you that's mm. how that's how people get wealthy mm. yeah real quick mind you i just got to add so alicia helped me only put down eleven thousand dollars total so that's nothing i mean eleven thousand dollars eleven thousand dollars to be in this situation is like i mean dude that's yes. i mean come on i, yes. I mean Come on. Yeah. That that's, right there. That's major. That's major. I that mean, right there, guys. That's major. That's buying right. me a lot of money. If if, if yeah. things continue to go well, they no, break go it wrong. And, and say, you know? I love how you said that. I love how you said that. Cause that's, I think sometimes, you know, because of the mindset, cause even though you 11,000 to me, I hear you and I, that makes perfect sense to me and I, it excites me. 
But I can still hear serious people saying like eleven thousand. But bro, I ain't got eleven thousand dollars. You better find eleven thousand dollars if you want to cash flow and build wealth. Like we about to cash out the credit card right quick. (laughs) So when people say I can't become a homeowner or I don't think I can become a homeowner, justice twenty three eleven k down payment making money what. No, come on, guys. Stop. Stop messing around. This is why you yeah. got to get with the right people. Yeah, I, I really feel like the key to building wealth starts within yourself. Like you need to have an abundant mindset in order for you to see the opportunities. And like, you know, I come, it sounds like me and Charles come from a similar background, you know, parents, you know, 100,000, hood rich, 200,000. You know, I agree. Uh, my parents are the same way. And, uh, you know, my dad was super negative about the situation. Mm. And and I had some other people and they're like, dude, this isn't a good idea, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, y'all are thinking small, man. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm going to be, I'm going I'm to just be honest with you. Mm-hmm. If your goals do not scare you, they are not big enough. And hey. I'm thinking billions. Hey. I mean, I'm, if I don't reach billions, mm-hmm. I'm at least going to hit 100 million or something. There you go. You know, I'm, I, I 50 million, give it to me. You know what I'm hey, saying? Yes. It's not too bad, right? If you fall short, that's not too bad. <laughs> no, you know, so that that's where everything really came into play was coming in with the right mindset and being coachable. Like mm. you got to be coachable. You got to ask questions. You got to learn because as scary as it might be, everybody telling you, Oh, don't do it. Oh, house hacking. Are you sure that's the right way? Oh, $11,000. It's like, no, nah, dude, you got to change your mind, man. You gotta, mm. you gotta, you gotta, you gotta erase all that you got to reprogram yourself you got to reprogram yeah yeah so the thing is too because eleven thousand. because when people hear i got to give you eleven thousand there's this idea in their mind where they think the eleven thousand is disappearing like yeah it's gone now but no it's not gone it's just shifting from where it was in your bank account to now inside of a house mm-hmm. and the house now represents that money but not just eleven thousand a lot more and a lot more potential. Right. So to your point, man, you, we gotta, we gotta reprogram. So, so Eva help us out, man. Like, you know, I I know, I know you've been saying it, (laughs) (laughs) but what, once again, let's revisit this. Like, why, why do you, and you, cause you talked to, you've talked to hundreds of people, dare I say thousands of people. Um, I know over the course of your, your career, definitely thousands, but I mean, in the, you know, since being an entrepreneur and on this, you know, coaching you've talked to hundreds and hundreds of people and i know you come across those folks that are just like man i, I just don't see it like i don't know like i talk to the folks and i want you to talk to them and not and, and this, is, this is what i'm asking you to do you do this really well but i really want you to kind of put yourself in their shoes and kind of understand where they're coming from because it it's not it's not real to them meaning you know, I remember like when I was um, when when I was uh, uh, a principal and, you know, we would ask, you know, the kids what you want to be. Then all the kids would say a basketball player, a rapper, this and that. And everybody get all mad at them. They'd be all, man, why do all why do kids always say that? I said, because that's what they see. Yep. That's the success that they see. The people who look like them, who like the same things they like, that's what they do. And that's and that's what they're rich because of that. They don't know any lawyers. They don't know no doctors. There, no one in their family is doing that. So yeah. that's not real to them. So we could say it all day long as, you know, as, as a principal, as a teacher, I could talk to you about all that. They don't, they like, I don't, 
I don't know no one like that. Right. Yep. And so if you could, though, you know, just kind of empathize with that, but also kind of encourage them, because what I hear from Justice is that he came from a similar background and he said, you know what? There's this thing called YouTube. Yep. (laughs) There's this thing called social media. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. So talk to him. Talk to him, Eva. I love how how Justice said perfectly. I did research. I was on YouTube, audiobooks, you know, networking, talking to people. You have to get addicted to your goals. Mm. You have to get mm-hmm. addicted. You literally need to absorb everything about whatever it is that you want to do, become or have. In order to obtain. And it's so important to surround yourself amongst those people, the right people, the community. Because if you guys didn't hear when Justice said, oh, yeah, I called the big banks. I called these people. Mm. I didn't get the service, the level of service that I wanted. And sometimes people don't even know that there's a level of service. But I'm always talking to my people about we pay for experiences. We work with people that provide a level of service because this right here, like this is his first. You think this is it for him? Heck no. Mm. You think he's going to go back to Alicia, though? Absolutely. Well, you said you hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm actually trying to wrap this podcast up because we're, we're we're getting there on terms of time. But you said something powerful right there, because Rocket Mortgage, right? You said you went to them, right? Yeah, I went to Rocket Mortgage, Churchill Mortgage, and uh, someone else. I can't remember who. So, as far as I know, Rocket Mortgage is not who you ended up with. Is that correct? No. Okay. No. So you went to Rocket Mortgage, and, and and once again, I'm I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of someone who's listening, who you know ain't exposed to this. I see their commercials all the time. Yep, all the time. It makes sense to go to Rocket Mortgage. It seems like they're helping everybody. Mm-hmm. But justice, for whatever reason, that didn't work out, right? But it didn't mean that you weren't ready or qualified. It just meant that wasn't the right door. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's a that, that's amazing. That's I think that's that's powerful. So continue. Real quick. Uh, Eve, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, go, go ahead, J- Justin. You want to jump I, in? I I just want to add. Also, when you go into things with a consumer mindset compared to going into them with a mindset of abundance, wealth building, you know, how can I make money off of this? It's the totally different. It's it's not the same. If you're mm-hmm. going in as a consumer you're probably not going to care. You're just going to take whatever because your emotions are driving the yep. uh, situation. You're not letting numbers drive the situation. You're you're not letting any re- actually reasonable thing drive the situation. You're just mm. letting what you feel drive the situation. Logic is not driving the situation. Mm. Uh, so that's why Rocket Mortgage gets a lot of c- consumers uh, mm. or clients because they deal with consumers. They don't deal with investors. They don't deal mm. with, and they could, I don't know, but I can guarantee you the numbers of investors they deal with compared to the numbers of consumers they deal with, they're dealing with a whole lot more consumers because consumers don't know. They don't educate. They're not financially literate, unfortunately, mm. but that's why y'all are here and I'm here so that we can educate <laughs> people uh, right. and to help them build wealth, change their mindset and reprogram them. So their kids are, are going to eat better than we did. 
That's right. Yes. Mm. Yes. And again, whoever you work with, like there's so many people in this world, so many people in sales that are transactional. Like we just want to get the job done. They're not caring about, let me text them happy Thanksgiving. Let me check on them. Oh, how's their paperwork? Oh, let me make a phone call. Okay, you know, uh, title company, are we good? Appraiser, are we good? Underwriting, are we good? By the way, Justice, we're good. Like who is treating their customers as an actual partner? Who is building relationships with their customers? Whoever is building relationships with their customers, they're going to win. And they're not just going to win one time. They're going to win over and over and over and over again. And this is why I love the community that we're in. Everybody loves working with our preferred network, our business banker, our mortgage lender, our real estate agent, our estate planner, our this, our that. Why? Because everybody knows the importance behind community, being a part of the Lions program where it's not consumers or they're consumers that are ready to shift into that business mindset, into the investor mindset, into building wealth and being a part of somebody that's going to hold them along the way, coach them along the way to help them get to their goals. Did you hear what Alicia said? She said, your goal is my goal. If that's what you want, we're going to make it happen. But Mm. at the same time, if let's just say, I don't know, the goal didn't make sense. I'm sure she'd be like, well, have we thought about (laughs) this instead? She'll tell you. She'll tell you. She'll She'll walk you through the whole thing. It was was an incredible experience. I just had to put that in there. Definitely kept me up to date on everything. I mean, her communication was... Like I said, the other dude, I mean, he didn't even text or call. Alicia's like, let me know everything, new ways. Yep. I mean, it, it was like, I didn't even know that you could work it like that. It, well, see, it that's, was, it was I awesome. think that's a powerful thing, though, because, and, and, and Eva, I think that's a really great point, is that oftentimes, and I can tell you from my own experience, I'll just speak from my own experience, this was before I became a business owner and really understood my own agency. Um, you know, I would say I, I wanted something or desired something, And then people would tell me all the ways I couldn't have it, you know, and that was even when I was a principal, like when I first started. And it wasn't until like, you know, I had to get like people had to remind me, they like, hey, Charles, uh, I don't know if you are aware of this, but you're the boss. Like, (laughs) it's not like you don't get you don't got to ask nobody nothing. You tell them (laughs) you know what you want. Um, But it it took me a minute to kind of even understand it. But especially as a but when it came to my, my own money, my own personal stuff, you know, it was like I didn't really understand the agency that I had. I didn't know that when, you know, a credit card would deny me or whatever, that I could actually fight back. I didn't know that when, you know, I got went to the bank and the bank was treating me a certain way and I felt some type of way I could say something about it and people would actually do different things. Yep. You know, like w- when people talk about underwriters and other, and other like at least her mom's underwriter, underwriters are actually people. They're real, they're, they're real people, right? That, that, that have, that can make decisions based on whatever, right? Um, I just thought I was up against all these rules and all this like, you know, if you don't hit this bar, oh, well, too bad, get out. And, you know, <laughs> learning from you, it's like, no, nah, it's not. It's not just about this bar or whatever. It's also, it's mainly about who you know, because there's Absolutely. some people that might be able to, you know what I'm saying, Move take the bar, bar away. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, ain't no bar. Just come in here. Because I, I could tell you right now, like, even though I, I've never owned a home, um, I, you know, my business 
uh, through what I've learned, my business has invested in real estate. That has yeah. happened, right? Yeah. That's and, and why that happened? And it wasn't because of any criteria. It's because I knew it either. That was it. That was the only criteria. He was like, yeah. hey, Eva, you want a part of this? Yeah, I do. Boom. There it is. This right. Is Amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So but before we, we got we got to end this one. This is a, this is this is really good. I, I hope you guys are are getting a lot of value from this that are listening because there's so much stuff that has been dropped on this podcast. Uh, but we, we got to head out because we don't make it too long. I think it could be a two hour one if, if we if we no. kept going. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Uh, I'm going to give Alicia one last chance. Justice one last chance. And Eva, obviously, it is with, with the gold nugget. Um, so, uh, Alicia, if you can. Uh, I want you to talk to folks uh, because you, you know, you, you see this, this thing from a different angle, a different perspective, the, the information you have and the knowledge you have about what's possible is so different than what, you know, people who are trying to do things think is possible. What would you say to encourage them to, you know, to go ahead and, and, and take a stab at it and, and get started with the process? Just, just, you know, just get started. What would you say to them? Yeah, so I, I definitely get that a lot, right, is, you know, this isn't possible. It's it's a goal that seems it's, you know, I can't achieve it, you know, and, and I always tell people, you know, we don't know until we know, right? And the first step is let's just take a look and see where we're at, because, you know, my job is to really find out like what, what are what are the different options that we do have, right? What can I do to help you get there? Right. Just like Eva with the game plan, you know, um, and really setting them up and seeing what can we do to help them achieve that goal. Um, you know, I had a client the other day where it was like, I'm going to be the first homeowner in my family, literally in tears. And like that warms me up so much to be like, dude, like I need to do what I need to do to be able to help them get there. You know, so really, it's really just kind of, you know, taking that step. Let's look at, you know, what your, you know, your credit is, your income is, you know, what can we do to help you achieve homeownership, whether it's just, um, you know, starting with the duplex, right? Let's start there. And then let's, let's move on from there because I want to know what your goals are and what can I do to help you get there? Um, And it's really, like I said, just taking that first step to find out where are you right now? So we can help you get to that goal. And so that's the biggest thing. I mean, there's there's so many possibilities, so many opportunities and really so many options, mm-hmm. you know, for us to really look at um, and to see what we can do. And we're I'm going to give you options like we're going to take a look at everything. Um, and, you know, like with, with Justice, I emailed him what was called a total cost analysis. And it literally laid out every single option on there for him for a lender credit, no lender credit. You know, so at least he can say, hey, you know what, this is what's going to be best for me and my family. And I'm not going to direct him into what I think he should do, but at least he has the options laid out for him. And then I can help advise and Eva as well to really what's going to be the best option for him. So that was a game changer. Just so you know, those options changed the game for me. That was that was a game changer. Yes. Options are good because a lot of people don't realize that you can have a goal and there could be multiple options tied to that goal. And now you have a choice. You don't have to settle. Perfect example. Your girl's still always learning. And I'm like, have conversations. So we were having a conversation um, because, you know, I want to do some, you know, I, let's just, we, we doing some stuff. But what I just learned from Alicia, Alicia's like, do you know, you can purchase an investment property just by showing bank statements 
and your interest rate would be at like 4%. I always thought bank statement loans were like at an 8%, 10% rate. So I'm like, oh, I ain't never doing that. 4%. What in the world? Oh, you best believe we're doing all kinds of crazy stuff now. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. And that, that's the, and that's the thing, like, you know, so to piggyback on Alicia saying, guys, you don't know your options. You're not an expert. You don't know. Listen, one thing that I, we just we just talked about how good YouTube and Google are, but also don't have YouTube and Google get you gassed to think you're an expert. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because like because now everybody's a medical professional and everything. I'm going to go there, but I'm just saying like when it comes to like, I can, I can understand how you may go into it thinking like, all right, Alicia, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what the program we go. And she could hit you with hey, this ain't the right fit. We got something else that's going on. You may have never even heard of why. Cause that's not your lane. That's right. True. So yeah. like, it, I, and I'll just be full transparent. I, I, I just recently gave Alicia uh, all my docs. Yeah. I hit her with I hit her with the emoji with the, with, the, with the eyes closed like <laughs> we gonna see we gonna see but yeah. the thing is I, I'm excited because I I don't know what's out there I know that whatever it is or how far I'm away we'll figure it out I'm 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 100 confident in that but we got to get the process started and I I'm very confident in her ability to figure it out for me and that's what, that's why we go to professionals because they'll figure it out for us right yeah. um okay so let me go to justice now. Justice, can you please, um, this as your closing comment, um, I, I really want you to talk to the folks, man, that are just like you, man, that 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 come from the same background, cut from the same cloth, man. Um, you know, if if you will, the, the folks who, you know, maybe, you know, a part of your current circle or have been recently a part of your circle, just people like that, that represent that. Because I, I have a heart for those folks. And I, I it feels it's like you same, similarly have a heart like, hey, listen, guys you know, there's different things out there. I want you to talk to them and just tell, because they're going to look at you. This is what's going to happen. At least flash forward about five years from now when you got your, you know, I don't know, third or fifth home or whatever, and you got all this money in the bank and you chilling and you doing things. They're going to be like, man, man, dude, that dude is lucky, man. He did, you know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) something happened. He just, you know, it's serendipitous, you know, like (laughs) they're going to say all this different stuff and be like, man, basically you had a privileged life. You know what I mean? Like somehow, you know, you kind of lucked upon this stuff. I want you to talk to them before that happens and just try to encourage them, you know, to, to, to open up, man. So, so what would you say to them? Okay. First off, uh, circumstances should not shape your destiny. That that is for sure. Uh, I came Mm -hmm. from a family that had it all and we lost it all. I lived in a hotel before I did not have financial privilege or literacy whatsoever. Mm. So if I can do it, you can do it too. And I know that's cheesy, but that's the honest, simple truth. And one of my favorite sayings of all time by a very legendary man, he's the mentor of uh, Tony Robbins. I wish he was still alive. uh, Jim Rohn. He says, don't wish things were easier. Wish you were better. Okay. That's something that changed my life. And, and uh, really, if you want more, you're going to have to do more. If you want to become, uh, if you want more things, uh, like I said, do more. But what Jim Rohn says is in order to become extraordinary, you have to extraordinary. You have to do extra things on top of your ordinary things that you're already doing. Mm. Um, focus on changing. You know, if, if you want it that bad, I'm just going to be real. You're going to have to change yourself. It's, it's not going to, nobody's going to do nothing for you. I mean, mm. I, I wish it was like that. 
this country offers so many opportunities and uh, we're in such a blessed nation. And it's, it's just, unfortunately, um, we, we have so much opportunity and privilege already. Uh, people got to take care of themselves and, and don't cheat yourself. If you cheat yourself, you know, I just told my friend this the other day, you know, we don't like when our partners cheat on us. So why would you cheat on yourself? Why mm. would you cheat your kids out of mm. a better future? Why would you cheat their grandkids? Because like for me, coming from poverty, who's going to change these upcoming generations? It's going to be me. Mm. And if I don't, yeah. then who's to blame? I'm going to be mm. honest with you. I'm going to blame myself mm. because I had the chance. I just heard Dan, Dan Pena say something the other day. And he says, we're in the greatest transfer of wealth right now. And your grandkids are going to ask you, grandpa, daddy, what were you mm. doing during the biggest transfer of wealth? Mm. You better not tell them that you were sitting on your butt doing nothing. Mm. You should have told them I was out there getting money so that y'all can be good. I was out there looking for opportunities. Mm. I was learning to become a better husband, a better father, so that y'all can become what I am not or better than what I am. Mm. So then you can pass on the generational wealth. You can pass on the generational ideas. That stuff to me, money's great, but it starts in your mind and in your heart. I mean, uh, one of the, one of my favorite things too, by Jim Rohn, he talks about how in Earl Nightingale, he's a great one. The strangest secret, amazing book, simple book as a man thinketh by James Allen. Great book mm -hmm. too. Great book too. Um, really short books. And uh, they say, Jesus, the master carpenter who taught the most. And uh, I mean, everybody's religious views are different, but I'll tell you what, a simple book that teaches you a lot is the Bible. Go to Proverbs. Okay. Mm. That's a simple, mm. you know, everybody comes from different backgrounds. I was not a Christian before I was, my parents aren't wealthy. I'm doing the first for a lot. Mm. So if you, you want more, you got to become more. You, you, mm. it's not going to get given to you. You got to go out. You got to chase it. You got to be hungry. Um, Otherwise, it ain't going to happen. And don't complain if it don't, because it was on you. It was on you. Mm. Take take the initiative. It's it's on you. It starts mm. with you, and it's going to end with you. Mm. Hey, y'all. It's your fault if it doesn't work. Simple as that. 20, 23, y'all. Ah! 23. I love my tribe. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Hey, I don't know. Y'all thought we was playing out here with these lions. Y'all thought we was playing. We got... We got an amazing, amazing network of like-minded people. Y'all need to stop sleeping. Man. People keep, that's the thing, you know, Eve, I know you experienced it. People, and, and, and no shade to you, Justice, because you was, you was on the sideline too. And I get it. I get yeah. it. You know, yeah. but people, they, they keep hitting me up. They on the fence. I'm like, why y'all on the fence? I got no more to say to you. Like, you see it. Like, yeah. you, this is what it is. Y'all listening. Yeah. Come on now. All yeah. right. So. Eva. Man, man, man. Uh, <laughs> I literally want to do cartwheels right now. Mm. Like, this is amazing. This is amazing. This podcast is amazing. As we continue to pour into people more and more and more stories, I don't know what people are waiting for. Like, time is the most expensive commodity. Click the link. Get in the Lions Club. Get into the elite club because 2022, man, mm. man, what? man. What? So going back and piggybacking off of Charles submitting the application with Alicia, I submitted an application with Alicia too. Hey, and let's I'm go. like, I'm like, we need an empower you venue, all, all of it, all of it. So 
you don't know what you can potentially have unless you get with the right people that can, the professionals that can tell you how close or far away you are. And it doesn't matter the distance. What matters is getting the right information to help you get closer to that destination. I didn't even think about what what we got coming in 2022. But conversations change situations. And executing, filling out that application, pressing that submit button, no matter how scared you are, to see what the possibility can be. When Alicia told me, based on my bank statements, I can qualify for like a $1.5 million property, I'm like, where is this property going to be? It's going to be in California. <laughs> Say where? It's going to be in Florida. We're going to be in Hawaii. Like, where is this property going to be? And then taking the next step and getting in touch with one of our realtors in the club and actually walking the properties to bring your vision to life, to smell, to touch, to experience what life can look like in the next couple of months or years. Guys, 2021 is done. The question is, is what are you going to do moving forward to put you and your family in a better financial position? Let's go. Okay. All right. And with that, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys. Uh, thank, thank our guests, Alicia, yes. Justice. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Thank you. Um, all right, y'all. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.